video to Matt. Yeah, no, it, dude, you know, we're, just like, okay, Matt and I are talking. My, that's my first goal here. Man. It's, uh, like, as far as like, that's the driver of, of this whole thing now is, <laughs> is video. Video yeah. online, seriously, it's, it's going to be a huge, huge, huge. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at downloads of the podcast lately. They, they pop up just because the video exists. Oh, it started to go, I mean, but just like trending over, over like a 30 day period. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up like 20% <laughs> and not by accident. I think that's because of, because of the video. Yeah. So. We're doing something right, man. Oh yeah. Turns out. You do your clappy thing or? We no, because we're not. Right now I'm still not filming the internal podcast. Oh, internal. Internal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the internal podcast. Hey. Uh, two cool stories. So I just got done speaking to the Pacific Logging Congress. Mm-hmm. It's this very old organization that represents the logging industry on the West Coast. I was asked by the dealer principal of Peterson, which is a huge cat dealership on the West Coast, to speak. And I spoke on social media. When when questions got going, it was cool. One guy was like, Hey, uh, it's not just for young kids. I'm 60 years old. And when I can't sleep, I go to build with, <laughs> which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Also like a great burn. Cause it's like, if you want to fall asleep, better listen to build with. Yeah. <laughs> I, Hey, uh, heavy equipment machinery. We'll take the views. We'll take the videos. I, yeah. It'll put you right to bed. <laughs> um, and then second was, was really cool. It was Pape equipment. Some guy that, that led a, a branch out there. It's a, a John Deere dealership. Mm-hmm. on the West Coast, huge, huge dealership. And he said, um, there was a kid who saw the industry on BuildWit, on Instagram, went to his guidance counselor and said, I want to do this. How do I do this? Wow. Do you know anybody? And the guidance counselor called him, connected those two, and now he works at Pape Machinery. That's, that's nuts. Man. Yeah. That's real stuff. Yeah. One thing that, oh, so you're saying that about the kid, um, Matt Biddle said something last week talking when he was talking about just like it's easy to look at, or it it would be easy to look at recruiting as like you're doing this not favor but like a service for the client of the recruiter you know the company looking to get people but he's like you're also like changing people's like individuals lives yeah and that's just like what that makes me think of it's like you know we talk about like our intended impact, our hoped for impact, our um, envisioned impact into the future. But it's like, in addition to these like huge industry-wide things we have dreams and real vision for, we're also playing a part in changing like individual people's lives. That's awesome and really huge. cool. Huge. Well, yeah, I mean, how important is your career to your life? Yeah. It's pretty significant. <laughs> pretty big deal. I mean, other than if we were to um, put weddings on, that could be very impactful to people's lives, or we could deliver children. But Build with vows, build with matrimony. Uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there's for time. subsidiaries. But um, y- yeah, it is it is really, really fundamental to people's lives, careers. And if we can put them in careers they really love and enjoy, holy shit, that's that's crazy. Super cool, man. Crazy. I love hearing that about that high school kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I heard that. I was like, oh. I mean, it makes me, makes Bilda look pretty good because I just finished up a speech saying, you guys should do this because it works really well. And then somebody in the audience saying, 
it it works pretty well. I'm like, perfect, perfect. I I'd need to plant people like that in every yeah. every <laughs> every audience but I speak to. Build it into your travel budget. It's like I actually need to travel fly two people out there, not just me. It's like Matt Briscoe yeah. wearing uh like a fake mustache. It's like and a hat, one of those golfing hats in the back. Is that Brat Misco out there? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to say, man? <laughs> In uh, sunglasses? No, it's his. It's his stupid uh, American eagle. <laughs> or it, his American eagle, like yeah, polo yeah, shirt. He's bald, got. bald eagle, cut yeah. off. Oh, yeah, not American cowboy ball. boots, looking like a jive turkey. <laughs> I think he would wear that every day to work if he uh, could. Oh, oh, he would. He might. He that's, might. That's he his, might. I think that's his like final form, and he's <laughs> <laughs> he's making progress on getting there, but that's what he's going into the ground with. And that's his final evolution. That's so dumb and so funny. <laughs> I love how committed he's been to it, like really all year. It's like I got a good, I got a good reason to wear this. I'm gonna put it on, um, do a photo shoot. Also, speaking of people of the company, Shauna's LinkedIn post today had me cracking up because <laughs> she basically summarized in very short, like two, three, four word descriptions of everything we talked about in a the most recent Dirt Talk podcast. Dirt Talk, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was, it was really funny. It was like shitting in buckets. Do dozers have ripper shanks? How to deal with someone who's difficult. We cover a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in a 40 minute episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where, so I, when I write the write up for the podcasts, I kind of have like a little bit of a formula just based on like, I've read a million different podcast write ups and it's really this like kind of rule of three thing about like what they're talking about, at least in like the format I've been using. And it's usually like two serious things and maybe a less serious thing. Mm -hmm. But when I look at my version versus like what she did, I was like, okay, we talk about a lot of weird stuff, but we also, it had a lot of good stuff too. And I think that's kind of the point well, why it's had the attention it has. It cracked me up because it was all completely out of context. So like totally out of, it made sense in a conversation because we had a conversation that meandered. Well, you and I here could, and there. could draw the line from each segment. Yes. You know, but just as a LinkedIn post, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> so shout out to Shauna for that great LinkedIn post. She's the best. That was cool. Um, I'm just, I'm on a roll. I yeah, just got, just do got done with the speaking gig here. Just talking more um, and more. Value Award. Co-winner. You're a co-winner of the Value Award. I was very surprised. the month of October. Very honored, very surprised. Um, and also very honored to split the Core Value Award with Miss Kate Gangle, who's also cool. Great job, Kate. You're doing great. She's doing great. Did you see how many people were on there too? It was like half the damn company. Very cool. It was a long list. Yeah. Long list. I think what's tough with the value award. I don't know if I've thought about this before, but just as we're like talking about it right now, I think the people who are more likely to like get voted as like the winner for a month are typically going to be people whose roles in the company interact with more people or like who are in front of more people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's a flaw, but. I would say people who are in more like, I don't want to say support roles, but roles that like aren't either 
have doesn't have their hands in like everybody's project or like for example kate project manager she's everybody's communicating with her Mm -hmm. um and then i guess me with like the podcast and stuff like majority of our company hears from me every week sure you know and so um i'm obviously very honored and that's like super cool to be recognized i like my favorite thing of the of the value like winners are just reading what everybody says about everybody. Oh, I, that's the I, best part. I read every single one of them. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. So are you saying you're somewhat gaming the system by being on the internal podcast and speaking to everybody every single week so well, that when they fill that out, they're like, <laughs> God, that Alex guy. Yeah. He was just great on the podcast this week. I just need to like say the names of our core values more. Uh-huh. Like, you know, something I'm really working on this week is just trying to be a friend to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, while I have everybody here, I'm going to give a really good example of how I practice transparency wins t- this week. Well, yeah, I'm like, I'm really only just telling you, my my boss and friend, Aaron Witt. <laughs> oh, there's a microphone here. It's fine. We'll still talk. About oh, uh, it. oh, wait, uh, the podcast is, st- did you hit the record button? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you get, I have like so much anxiety sometimes about the podcast <laughs> when we've kind of gotten into it and we're just kind of like yeah. jabbing. It's like, I think I hit the record. Yeah, uh, uh, now now we're chilling. Like you see the little red light on there down there, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's I think that's where Matt's been with the whole recording me thing too for a while. It's like, please, I hope my camera's he's, been on this whole been, time. <laughs> he's been on edge, and and we've had a few times where he's like, "Can you say everything you just said oh again?" It's the worst. It's <laughs> the worst feeling. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on blast here. Uh, we're driving away from uh, visiting my friend Chris in North Carolina outside of Raleigh yesterday. Uh, maybe like 10 minutes away. We're not that far away. I get a call from Chris. Oh, what's what's this? Um, hey, you left uh, you left one of your fancy camera things here on alongside the fence. Oh my gosh. And I just look at Matt. I'm like, Matt, you know what that was about? And he knew exactly what it was about. So we drive all the way back and sure as shit, he just left his gimbal sitting there on a demolition site next to a fence. Just sitting there freaking guy it's tough to remember all your stuff instead of being uh 20 minutes late or 20 minutes early to my meeting i was only three minutes early and then you're just kind of rushed you're like well i need to go to the bathroom sorry everybody i'll be right back you know it's just kind of all that stuff well and then i go into my meeting and i didn't go to the bathroom so i had to pause feeling mid-meeting like i need to go to the bathroom (laughs) and then it was one of those it was a bathroom we were in a conference room it was a bathroom attached to the conference room Oh, no. And so it's like... You're kind of on a performance. Exactly. There. Exactly. That's not the ideal place to go to the bathroom. Oh, I would rather... Nope. I would rather, you know, anonymize myself yeah. when I go to the bathroom. Sure. But it's like, okay, well, I'm here. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And you, they put you in the awkward position. Of, oh, there's one right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> that just makes me think the worst version of that would be like, say you've got a meeting with somebody and you go in their office. They're like, yeah, just use my private bathroom right here. You're like, I... Really don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I you're right there, I'm right here. Well, I guess to summarize, I had to go to go to the bathroom right next to very important people because of Matt Briscoe yesterday. Well, that's not the last time he's gonna do that kind of thing to you. And talk about me being a servant leader. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what value what value would that be? Hmm. I mean, definitely transparency wins. <laughs> sure. Okay. Your transparency. So I, I have clearly demonstrated transparency wins in the month of November. Aaron Witt, A-A-R-O-N-W-I-T-T. A-A-Ron. Oh, Lord. So, so just remember that when you're filling out the 
filling yeah. out this, the form. So all that's to say, I'm very honored and very touched that people thought of me when they filled out that award this week, this month. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also really excited for next month version of that because people can um, fill it out multiple times about multiple people, which I is, think is that is that really yeah, it now? Kate had brought it up a couple times. Um, like she, I just heard her mention it before. Just like the hard part is why should I only be able to recognize one person for you know yeah. the values? Yeah, I think part of it for her, which I totally am all in on, and I, I'm not putting words in her mouth, or I hope I'm not. Um, well, she's not here to. She's not here, herself, so, way, so feel free. Sorry, Kate. Yeah. Um, there's not like a burden on the company anyway when somebody wins the core value award. Yeah. It's not like, well, now we have to give out more gift cards yeah. or, it, you know, it's truly just like a recognition for like being a good teammate. And so why should it be only, you know, kept to one vote for a person? Like, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously if you go in there and spam it every day for yourself, that's yeah. kind of dumb. But I don't know. I just, I think like if, if we're all thinking about you know, how can we recognize like our our people that we work with for like doing a, a doing great work or having a hard conversation with a partner that you know I was really impressed by or whatever mm-hmm. it's like let's like call out those people and I don't know give them the uh, recognition they deserve so yeah. I, I like that a lot yeah i uh if someone has a good idea of some stupid prize to hand out for the value award though I am all ears on that. Sure. <clears throat> so I do want to, I do want to create some kind of prize, mm-hmm. but I want it to be like stupid and unique to the business. I just don't know what it is. Like Aaron Whitbucks or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want Aaron Whitbucks though. <laughs> I don't need my own currency. Yeah. Um, I heard a phrase this week that I really like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say on this because I wouldn't say it on the. Um, and it was a like an Instagram clip of the New Orleans Pelicans coach like talking to like a rookie, and he it was like a timeout was talking about you know uh, something he a mistake he made on the floor but he like recovered for, <clears throat> and he said this is not me calling you out this is me calling you up, hmm. and I like was like that is great yeah first of all but I also like the version of that accountability where it's like I'm not embarrassing you I'm like bringing you into this thing we're already all a part of. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That was just something I've been thinking about this week. I hadn't come into this conversation thinking about it, but just thinking about the value award and all that stuff makes me think about it. Sure. Yes. Do you need me to call you up? No. Actually, as we said before, whenever I see you calling me up on the phone, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it's never anything. It's usually like, hey, man, you have this thing. Can you do this one thing? Whatever. Um, I do get a lot of emails to you to my spam folder <laughs> that are fake uh, or from you that are fake. Oh, yeah. Those are really a problem. If yeah. I'm if I'm ever emailing you urgently at <laughs> 3.30 in the morning asking you for your bank account information, that's not me asking you for your bank because I already have your bank account information. <laughs> <laughs> I already have it. <laughs> I, I mean... I know I, where to get I would it. need to ask Kara for it. It's like, Kara... It, and we already have it, so I don't need to ask you for it. Well, it's like the uh, the people calling about your car's warranty has expired, and you want to you know re up. Yeah. And then if you ask for what for what car, 
And they're like, well, uh, the, the car that the warranty just yeah. expired on. Well, which one did you drive to work today? Oh, I drove. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. No, I it, it, just most of them are fake. I mean, certainly all the ones that I've gotten, they're always so vague. And that doesn't seem like something you would do. Yeah. It's usually like, I have an, an urgent request for you. Can you reach, reach back out? Mm-hmm. It's like, you would not have wasted your time saying, hey, can I ask you a question? And then walking away. Yeah. <laughs> you would have just asked. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time for that. Nope. Um, we have a couple internal podcast questions. Um, unless there's anything you want to like address. No. Okay. No. I got one right here. As the company and now our products grows and changes in both scale and weight of importance for certain products or services, how might the roles of the existing teams change? I would say to it's kind of vague to further this. I'm not putting words in this person's mouth, <clears throat> I, but I'm just expanding it on my own. Um, for example, like the the main like thing in our business up until now has been like the creative group, the yeah. what was the media group, and then it was just kind of a marketing arm, and then it was build with creative, and now it's going to be build with media with a couple of people branching out into the other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what ways like. Maybe this applies most to what was Build with Creative and now will be Build with Media. Like, how do you see that division, department, arm of the company, however you want to say it? How do you see that group's role changing in what we're doing? I don't really know how to answer this all that well. It's, I mean, everything's going to change as the business grows. I think we're like the whole change thing. Like, how is it? One change is just going to be a constant from now on. Yeah, you, you talked about that a little bit when we recorded this yeah, morning. Yeah, and it's it's only going to get more and, and, and it's only going to get faster and faster and faster and faster. I'll just say that, say that especially as we start getting into the SaaS world. SaaS world moves quick. We're going to need to move quick. Or else, S-A-A-S, software yeah, as a service. Yeah. And there's going to be, you know, we're walking through the jungle. There's tigers everywhere. They want to kill us. We need to move really, really fast. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, specifically, like everybody serving partners, everybody is going to still serve partners. I, I, I like the fundamentals aren't really changing here. We're all trying to make the dirt world a better place. We're all trying to build a business that serves the dirt world and creates as much impact and change in the industry as possible. Mm-hmm. We see the 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 fastest way to scale across the industry is building a digital platform for the dirt world. There's a clearly an enormous market opportunity to do so. So we are going to go after it. That said, we our, our main advantages to building that platform are we have the BillWit brand. We have the media business. We have the creative business. We have our partners. We have the services group now serving those partners and that, that are visiting job sites and very informed on the issues of the industry. Like everything we have right now as an existing business is really our competitive advantage in the software world. Anybody can go build software, but not everybody can go tell the story of the industry. Not everybody can go build a brand like BuildWit overnight. It's it's substantial yeah. right now. Not everybody has uh, that deep understanding of these companies and really what they're up against. Not everybody has those relationships as intimate as we do with people like Herb Sargent, James Milburn, Dylan Stevens. Everything we're doing right now is why we're able to go develop the platform we're going to go develop. 
So nothing changes. Yeah. Again, it's a, 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 like on a big picture fundamental level, we're making the dirt world a better place. We might do it in different ways, but everything we have right now, it, it's, it's, it's an ecosystem. It all builds on itself. It all, it, it, the, the, it's all better together than it is all separated. And, and frankly, frankly, here's where transparency really wins. I actually went through the exercise of, do we split the software business off? Do we split the media business off? Do we split the build brand legally and start actually separating businesses for different reasons down the road mm. to protect certain things if things were to change? Um, but I arrived at the conclusion of, no, we cannot split anything off. This all must work together if it is to work at all. So from an important standpoint, okay, sure, we could go get 99% of our revenue from the SaaS business. Let me tell you, that is by far in your best interest financially. And we can go make way more money over here than we can being a marketing agency. That's just a fact. Not even, it's not even remotely, not even on the same planet about just from a dollars perspective, mm -hmm. from an impact perspective, Again, software is where it's at. It's just where the world is going. Um, but that doesn't minimize the rest of the organization because the rest of the organization is why that business can do what it's going to do. So I hope that makes sense. And it's not, it is why it is, it, it is how it's going to do it now. It's going to remain that essential to the remainder of the business. I'm not, I don't know if I'm explaining this all that well because I don't understand the question all that well. But well, that's where I'm at. One thing I'm thinking about, this is a devil's advocate kind of question. Why keep any of the BuildWeb Media team at all? Well, because that's a huge part of it. Well, so, so what are you talking about? Are you talking about the media which is what we're splitting off, photo and video, primarily video, like the production company, mm -hmm. or the remainder of the creative team? You're probably just, talking... I'm probably just mean the, the creative team as a whole. Like what has been built with creative? Okay, so, so, so it's kind of two things where we're splitting it up. We have the media that's, side, okay. which is video. And that's enormous. There's other trading platforms that already exist in this industry. What's the biggest problem with them? It's content. They don't have the content. Yeah. They don't have the training and the storytelling. Everybody listening to this has been through M Shop Part 48. How's the storytelling quality on M Shop Part 48? <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. We're good at telling stories. So this thing, media, is going to feed the training business and the software business. Hugely, hugely valuable. And also tell stories like we're telling right now. Yeah. And so we're just adding there. We're it, not subtracting, really. Okay. You, you've put some language before um, I think pretty clearly too like what are some of the other things in addition to the training content that like the media team is going to really put out there in the world like, yes that's okay I think that's clear so that's media the rest of the creative team is essential to this picture as well we're going to get a lot more focused I think and start to really refine what our offerings actually are rather than just saying well we'll just do anything for you like we know that that's no secret um, but Serving our partners is still essential to this equation. It keeps us grounded. 
It keeps us as really fundamentally understanding these businesses and what they're up against. Mm-hmm. It gives us those early adopters, that group of 20, 30 companies that we can then leverage to test different things out and and and, and just have fun with and, and really try out different features that we're going to go build on the software business in a forward-thinking world. And so we're not up against the old school mentalities elsewhere. We have yeah. these partners here to help us help inform the products we're going to go build. So, so, and, and, and honestly, they're going to be the future of the industry. And I want to be on board with that. A company like Rosso, they've gone from 15 to $50 million a year in revenue in three years. What do you think they're going to do in 20? Yeah. They're going to be a dominant player in the industry. And I want to be a part of that. I want to help them get there. And we help them get there through the services business. Part of it's creative. Some of it will be consulting. Some of it will be build with people. We'll have a suite of services to help them be as successful as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's still, the partnership is still essential to the equation. So does that that explain it? I I think that that certainly um, just provides some clarity. But just, this will, again, this will all be one company. Everybody's a part of this whole build with thing. Everybody's a part of this. Well, one thing I just I've thought about is like, even if we make like a kick-ass piece of software, um, there's plenty of great software out there that nobody gets a shit about. Exactly. 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 So we can go build a wonderful product, but if we can't populate it with the storytelling, if we don't, uh, a, lot of, a lot of this construction software out there today, uh, the problem is, and people complain about this all the time, they just don't understand the industry. It's not made for the industry. That's why we're focusing on just this industry. It's tempting to say, well, why don't we just make it for construction in general? Because that's a much bigger market. But I'm saying, no, we need to focus on just this market because that's what's going to make us absolutely viral, create those network effects, and be able to to allow us to dominate the entire marketplace. We're right now a services business. Services business, a marketing agency, is worth one time's revenue. One time's revenue. We have other, there's other things here to make us a little bit more valuable, but one time's revenue. Yeah. That's not all that much. Software as a service, if it's cash flow neutral or positive, can be an upwards of 30 times revenue. 30 times more valuable. Big difference. That's substantial. Yeah. That is substantial. And not only that, but we can go get every company in the industry on the platform we go build. Can we go do marketing for every company in the industry? No, it's just not scalable. But that's okay. We don't want it to be scalable. But to make the dirt world a better place, we do need a scalable product. We do need reach like that. And that's through software. Mm-hmm. But the better the, the, the more success software has, the more success the entire organization has. Sure. I promise you. Just wait till the company, like, it, it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks for going into that. Um, This is my own perception in my own perspective, but it feels like in all of uh, this shifting, reorganizing, um, refocusing, or just like better focusing into kind of what we're doing, what we're going to go into, it feels to me like the... BuildWit online platform has sort of taken a backseat in terms of like what we talk about. What do you mean? Um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And we're like, Alan made a comment like we're too 
weeks away from putting it on the app store. Yeah. Um, and so I just wonder, like, is is anyone spending time to try to figure out how do we market it? How do we, like, deliver it to the kinds of people who are going to want to be on the platform? I don't know. I just feel like it is it we're just put making it and hopefully people like it or no, no, no. more to that. There's there's a lot to that. Okay. Yeah. The, it feels very behind the scenes and that and, feels out of character for Builder. Well, there's just so much going on sure. right now. So it's not that it's just like on a back. Secret thing, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a secret at all. It's just like I don't I don't know. We're just it's like Alan could probably say the same thing about like where'd this PNJ documentary come from? Like that's been that's been a work in progress for four months. Yeah. And, I mean, he's on a different he's in just a different world. world. And then he sees that he's like, Holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. So you have to keep that into perspective too. But um where we're at on development is, yeah, we're building a BuildWit app right now. That's going to be where the podcast is. It's going to be where BuildWit Leaders is. We just realized we need a more customizable platform to house our content in one place. So that's what we're developing right now. And it'll be available for people to put on their phones within the next few weeks is what I'm told. Initially, just BuildWit people to just test it out. So that was our first foray into the development social media world we yeah. just needed one place to put public content now has, has, sorry i don't mean to has that the goal of the the buildwit app has that changed from initially it was going to be like a jobs app and a no no no. so let me explain okay sorry so we just we needed a more customizable place to house the content we're creating mm-hmm. with leaders with the podcast with youtube everything like that so it's really just aggregating everything we're doing at buildwit in one in one place. So we're not just chasing our, we're not just scattered out every in every different way. And this yeah. is something Skylar said months ago. It's like, guys, we're, we're fucking everywhere. We need to focus here. We need to get everything in one place, in one world. So that's what we're building right now. But we're getting the money and the real software comes into play with first training. That's low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. The industry needs elementary training for the dirt world. Construction 101, pipeline 101. Construction 101, pipeline 101, equipment 101, and then start getting into more advanced, you know, advanced blade blade techniques and GPS. And there's endless possibilities with training, but they need it to be more tangible, hands-on, and they need it to be digestible in the field. So I can hand a laborer an iPad and they can learn how to read a grade stake in four minutes. It's, it's going to be really, really spectacular. Yeah. So the goal is to go build a training platform that's not only uh, really easy to use and simple, but is populated with world-class content. And so we're spooling up development to go focus on that first. And we've already created a lot of the content for it. So that's one, training. Mm -hmm. Big picture though, we're going to develop a BuildWit social app, social network software, I don't know, uh, these all these terms, they don't make any sense to me. We're going to build a digital hub for the industry. And training is going to plug into that, essentially. But that's where we're going to aggregate everybody into one place, and we're going to have all of these users on training to drive onto this social platform that's going to be for sharing, that's going to be for companies to communicate with their people, that's going to be for jobs, that'll have a marketplace feature, that allow all these softwares to integrate with it. It's going to become the go-to digital hub for the dirt world, period. Okay, so... And that's the real value there. That's your $10 billion company. For sure. So, the... And I'm not the best person to speak on this. Not even close. But to answer your question, 
yeah, Benjamin already has a plan on how I build a customer service and implementation team to service training and this social network. Alan is already building the development teams to take on training and the social media component. Yeah. Skylar is already developing a whole marketing plan on here's exactly how we're going to drive uh, users onto this. Aaron already has a five-year projection on where our revenue is at, where our expenses are at. What, what does the company look like financially in four years? We already have all of that. Right on. We're ready to go, man. Cool. So when I say it's like we're sitting there waiting for the, the gunshot to go off to start on this race, like we're, we're there. We're there. What it's is, just money. To, and so to you, the gunshot <clears throat> is like the investment? The investment. And there's varying degrees of potential investment. The reality is money is very expensive right now as a small <laughs> yeah. business like we are. And we want to try to tr- try to transition to a software type business as quickly as we can because then then we become 15, 20 times more valuable. Yeah. And then you can go raise a ridiculous amount of money for a much smaller percent of, of, of um, equity. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, uh, the, the question is, you know, the question is how quickly can we transition to primarily a software business? How much will that cost? And then what's that number? How much equity do we need to give up to get that initial dollar amount? Yeah. And then let's go do it and then turn ourselves into a software company and get pre-sales and start putting this out in the marketplace and then we can go raise way, 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 way more money. Like I was studying Slack. Slack, five years, they raised $17 million. They launched their product in five years. We think we can launch ours in three months. Mm-hmm. A little, little quicker. <laughs> we already have the milestones roadmap laid out. We're ready to go. Yeah. $17 million in five years. They launch it. They go in two months after launch. They raise another $42 million in two months. Five years for 17. Mm-hmm. 42 in two months. Another six goes by $120 million. The access to capital is insane once you can bring a product to market yeah. and demonstrate people using your product, demonstrate money coming in the door. Well, and doesn't that, even, that speak, that's better for our industry more than like just software in general because I, just as you know, you've spoken to multiple times, it's like the people in our industry are need something more tangible to like touch <clears throat> than most other industries. Like they're exactly. used to having it in their hands and doing and seeing it like in real life. Exactly. We're creating an inertia here. So this investment period right now, what we're in is, is going to be the hardest money where we're, we need to raise. It's, it's really hard. It's been, it's been a struggle to go from zero in investment to something. Yes. Yeah. It's been a struggle because we're saying, we're going to transition from a services company to a software company. We haven't done it yet. And we haven't really shown, we've, we've done a lot, but we haven't really shown that, yeah, we've, we've made that transition successfully. Yeah. Once we can make that transition, we'll be able to raise significant capital. And then we'll be able to grow faster. And then you grow faster, you get more capital. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you become, you can go hire whoever the hell you please. And, and the company starts to really create that inertia that we need. Right now we have some, but in the software world, we don't have a whole lot because we've yeah. never done it. Sure. Thanks for speaking on that. Um, I feel like a lot of those, or not a lot of it, I think a good bit of what you just spoke, I've not heard before. Yeah, because because we don't have it figured out yet. Sure. It's like, and this is, <clears throat> I'm not frustrated, but it's just like, guys, 
I, I get it. I get it. It's a little scary. There's a lot of uncertainty, but it's like, also it's like, just, just let me work. Like we're working on it. I'm not asking you every single day, Caitlin, how's that project coming? Kate, you getting this done? Angel, hey, like, so I get it. It impacts everybody, but yeah. it's also, it's like, just let us work a little bit. Let us figure this out. This is my top priority. This is Dan's top priority. This is Randy's top priority. The leadership team's in meeting about it multiple times a week. Every single, like, we're working through it. We are working through it, man. But until it's there, until we have a plan, I don't want to put it out into the open. Sure. Because it's just going to cause more confusion. If I would have given you the original plan we had two months ago, it's changed a hundred times since then. Yeah. You would be a hell of a lot more frustrated than, <laughs> hey, just let's just do our thing right now. And we'll lay it out when the time's right. The time is almost right. It'll be company meeting. Expect to come away at the company meeting with total clarity right. on, holy shit, okay, this is what we're going to be doing. This is my part in it. And this is what I need to do for the next six months. I promise you that is our goal for the company meeting is for everybody to come away knowing exactly what role they play in this whole puzzle. Right on. Um, I mean, I think some of like the follow-ups I asked, I do know parts of, but I feel yeah. like what I was asking felt like questions other people certainly are thinking about. So, sure. Uh, I, I appreciate like, you going I, into that. Like, I really understand the uncertainty and I'm doing my best here to balance. Like, fuck, do I just, I don't know. I've, I've, um, I don't know. It's, it's a really, it's a very complex problem and I've never, I've never had a problem like this mm -hmm. to solve before. Sure. Um, one thing that I've thought about, I've said that a couple of times, but uh, a bit of this whole thing is I deeply care about um, what we're doing and BuildWit as like a whole, but also like the people at BuildWit. And so when, just like to me, when it feels like I could help play a role in something that I'm just like, all right. So when I think of this like build an app that's coming, first of all, like you describing it is definitely way different than what like the initial like um, plan for it was going to be. Um, just because we've moved some like functionality out of that into the larger training app that we're going to build. Yeah. Um, but I know for me, it's like if we're bringing something to like a product to market, like I know we're not going to be really, really marketing the BuildWit app when it, we put it on the store in a couple of weeks quite yet. But it's like, I think I'm like stationed in a pretty good place to pour some gasoline on that fire. And so I know that like for me, I just want to like have as much information so that I can help that go really, really well. And yeah. so I think that like, that's for me, I think why it's like, I want more information about certain things because it's like, if, if I don't know, how am I supposed to help us achieve that? Well, Especially because I feel like my role is super helpful in some of those things. Yes, but there's a dichotomy here because it's like, maybe we don't need your help right now. It's like, like just let us figure some things out. We'll let you know. We'll cue you in when it's important and when we need your help. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, it's a balance, man. It's like, if I told you guys, Every yesterday, 
Like even yesterday, our plan went from, yeah. holy shit, this is going to work to, holy shit, nope, not going to work at all. We need to go in this op- completely opposite direction. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, the plan actually might work or, as we originally anticipated. So now we need to go. It's just, it's all over the board right now. Yeah. And I wish I could have just sat everybody down and said, oh, well, we need to go change the company to be a software company. And here's exactly how we're going to go do it. It's taken weeks and months of, thinking and iterating and and really working on this while also still maintaining a viable business. It's like, we've been over here formulating this thing while everybody else is still doing everything else. So Mm -hmm. it's like, we need everybody to continue delivering for partners and delivering on what they have going on right in front of them. And once we have an actual working vision and plan, not even a plan, but like, here's where we need to go big picture. Okay, Alex, how do we go do this? How, how do we leverage what you have to then go help this? It's like when the time is right, we'll present that information. Mm-hmm. But it's just, and it's like, that's, it's honestly, that's a lot of the frustration of the leadership team now is like the leadership team just wants to help. They just want to get in and do stuff. But it's like, guys, we're, we're actually kind of in a holding pattern right now. Like until this happens, we can't do anything. So I need you guys to just focus on what's right in front of you. I need you to focus on delivering. Do your best to go handle our business today. And when the time is right, I'll let you know. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for but talking about that. Company meeting. Company meeting. That's it, all I'm going to say. It's the company meeting, Just okay? company meeting, man. It's company meeting. Which, uh, mind-blowingly, is in like two weeks? Three yep. weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks. Shit, man. Crazy, huh? Doesn't it feel like the last one was a month ago? Uh, time's moving fast. Whew. Well, is that a podcast? I think we did it, man. Oh, Internal. I'm sure I've confused everybody with this one. I've really... No, I think you, you, we put a lot out there. I mean, I certainly don't want to be like, why aren't you sharing this other stuff we haven't talked about? And, you know, I, I certainly don't come at it from that place. Um, I think, like, what's difficult, and I, I, I think this is natural. I don't know if this is just me, but trying to balance... Um, being okay with like not knowing what's going on in the short term um, with, am I missing something? Cause I don't like, do I know it? Do I know everything I'm supposed to know? Or do I wait for everyone to come t- tell me? Like, I just think there's like an, a weird like ownership of that, that I think is, is stressful to me sometimes. It's like, do I know everything or do I, that I'm supposed to know? Or do I need to go find out? if I do know everything I'm supposed to know. Yeah. It's kind of confusing, but I just like for like what you're talking about. Um, if I don't ask those questions, is somebody going to assume I already know all the things you just said? Maybe. And you know, we're, we're, we're moving so fast and you know, we, we are a lean team in a lot of ways. And so I think like for us to do our like job best, it's like, we do need to know, enough things that make sense without being like you've said overburdened with all this information that's like not set in stone yet yeah and and that's the thing it's not we're not trying to hide anything it's just Mm -hmm. like this is going to change 20 more times so what i'm going to tell you right now is not going to make any fucking difference to you because you you can't act on it right now you're going to get wound up about it it's going to take you off the, the the focus that you need to have on what's right in front of you I'll tell you when it's good enough. Yeah. And it's still going to change after that, but I'll <laughs> let you know when it's good enough. Sure. 
And, and that's just like, that's where I'm at. And I just, I guess to wrap it up, I appreciate everybody's patience with this process. I appreciate everybody's understanding. I appreciate everybody's hard work. Like I get it. It is stressful uh, having, you know, hearing about these changes and holy shit, we're becoming a software company now and this and that and wondering like, what's my future at the business and this and that. But just let me tell you, like our priority is getting this as crystal clear as we can so that everybody understands the new, the, the, the new game plan here, getting it um, financed so we can grow to, to where we need to go, getting everybody in the right place. I can't tell you how many fucking conversations we've had over the past month on existing workforce. Where does everybody fit into the big picture? Like yeah. we're really thinking it through. And I understand the weight of the uncertainty and everything. Like, trust me. The weight is squarely on my shoulders right now. And it's, it's, it's just, it's like, I'm told the leadership team this the other day. This has taken a lot out of me. I mean, I am like, I'm emotionally fucking drained. Yeah. Fucking drained. Sure. And I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready to just get to work. But the process, you also need to just let it work itself out. There's value in just letting it, letting it go as it needs to go. I can accelerate it a little bit, but I can only push so much. And I just, it's just one step at a time. So um, company meeting, if you, if you walk away from the company meeting, still not understanding stuff, still not understanding your role in all of this, we've totally fucked up because that's the entire goal of that meeting. So if you come away from that meeting with questions, we have problems and let us know. But until then, just give us a few more weeks and we should be good to go. Right on. Cool. And then we'll change it all 30 days later. 100%. That's that's the goal. Can't wait. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you digging in on that stuff. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, all.